welcome back to Middle Ground. I'm Joe, And I'm Caroline. And we're excited to be here today. We haven't recorded in what feels like forever, but I think it's only been a week. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you much. Life good? Yeah, life's good. Yeah. You haven't seen me much? Yeah, I feel like it. I saw you yesterday. Oh, yeah. I but guess like, you haven't. Yeah. I hadn't seen you in four or five days. Yeah. That's a long time for that us. A long time. Caroline and I were talking about yesterday how we're really the only people that we've seen. I mean, Caroline's seen Chris and her mom, and I've seen Matt, but it's like just the two of us. Yeah, literally. It's just the two of us. <laughs> all, all the time yeah. doing things. Yeah. Um, no, I just was, um, words are not coming to my brain. This is going to be a very interesting day. <laughs> Per usual, I feel like every podcast episode we've had the last three weeks, I've listened to all of them, and I listen back, and it's just me talking about how my brain doesn't work. <laughs> all of them. So, made the tradition Here's continue. Yeah. Um, do you have your grounding moment? I do. So, I got my vaccine. I got my first round um, on Monday. My days are so... I'm getting it so was Monday. Okay. And, yeah, I was... I'm so grateful. I was afforded the opportunity. I just jumped on it because I didn't know when the next opportunity would open up. So I got that done, and it feels so good just to have that taken care of. I saw my second dose in 20 days, I think now. And, yeah, I'm just feeling good. Um, and I got all my people the link to get vaccinated as well. And so my boyfriend gets vaccinated today, and... Matt gets vaccinated today. Yeah. He's an essential worker. And so I don't know. I'm sure it's been open prior to today for him to go because he works in a factory setting. Right. Yeah. I was confused. I'm like, has Matt had it? And he's like, no. Nobody at work has gone to get it because they have not um, like vocalized to their staff that they, maybe they have. I don't know. Matt said they haven't to his department. I actually, I have no idea. (laughs) Matt said that. Who knows what's yeah. actually going on at yeah. work? Um, but I looked into it, and Matt did qualify, and that made me feel better because he hasn't been working from home the entire yeah the entire time. Yeah, and so I mean they're masked and they have distancing. They have these body scanners they have to go through for like temperature checks and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And so I know that there's a lot of safety precautions being taken, but that just gives me a little bit more peace of mind knowing that you know. Yeah. Vaccines happen. I don't know. I'm feeling hopeful for the first time in a year. So am I. And having it too, like, I, and the reason I got it, I, I didn't qualify per se, but they, our hospital, our local hospital was given 400,000 vaccines. And basically I caught word that all of them were going to go expire, not all of them, but mostly like a few were going to go expired if people didn't show up. So I was like, okay, I felt better about like not, I wasn't taking someone's spot. And, you know, I was like, okay, I hope everyone who needs one gets one. And I felt really good. I asked the nurses, they're like, yeah, like we're not going to turn anyone down. Like you're fine. So I felt really good about that. And now it's just taken care of. And I'm traveling in May because of a wedding I'm shooting. And I just feel really good about Mm -hmm. having that done. So yeah, that was my grounding moment. What about yours? Um, I didn't prepare. (laughs) (laughs) Usually you prepare while I'm talking. Uh, Oh, I know what my grounding moment is. What was it? 
I got my hair colored. I know that's a little thing, but I, uh, I haven't gotten my hair colored in almost eight, eight months. Oh, really? Yeah. And which was fine, but I got extensions in October and I've just been getting my extensions moved out, moved up, but not my hair colored. And my hair has gotten so dark. This is such a basic thing, (laughs) but like waking up this morning and looking in the mirror and having like a refresh of my hair, I had them darken like the parts that had been colored. I had them darken them and then I had them lighten my root ever so slightly. So I think my hair overall looks a little darker. Yeah, kind of it does. Not lighter. But super natural. Yeah, I'm really into it. And so I was super excited. Thank you. To wake up this morning and look in the mirror. I was like, I look so like put together now. Yeah. Yeah, nothing beats having your hair done. Yeah, and so that was really, really nice. Just a nice little time. I was appreciative of it. Just, I don't know, this year's been weird. Just with all of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I'm somebody that's, I've had the same nail girl for over four years. And, uh, like, I didn't go see her for, because they shut down all the salons, nail salons, Mm -hmm. everything for however long. And I didn't go see her. And I've been trying to maintain the mindset of, like, really, really appreciating that. Yeah. That time with that person. Because, like, I love the girl that does my nails. See her every two weeks. It's like we have this, like, bond forever date, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. Um, and she's awesome. And I just have been trying to be more appreciative of those little things. Not that I hadn't been, but I guess I just kind of was like, oh, this is something you can always do. Yeah, and you do every two weeks. And yeah. Yeah. I get and, that feeling. Uh, it's not. Mm-hmm. It can all be taken away. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but it's just been, I, I've been enjoying all those little things and focusing on that because life's been crazy lately. Yeah. There's just been a lot going on. Um, and so having those little moments of calm where I go for an hour to go do this and like sit and kind of check out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have to check out. That's really good for me because I'm such a go, go, go. Yeah. And I'm not good at sitting still. And I, anyway, that's my grounding moment. Nice. Having that still moment, fresh hair. Um, that was nice. Nice. All right. You ready to die? Okay. <laughs> I'm fired. Caroline will now be recording the podcast alone. Yeah. No, oh, are you, you ready to this. dive in? I believe in you. Yeah. I'm ready. You want an intro or no, you want me you to? Can. You okay. This. Uh, intro from the girl who can't talk. <laughs> um, so today's going to be a little bit, in a way, an extension of our episode a few weeks ago that was about financial independence and um, just striving for that. And the way that it's going to be an extension of that is we're talking about ways and the reasoning behind diversifying your income for that financial independence and security. And we're going to talk about different ways that you can get started, different ways that you can do this, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reason that we wanted to do an episode talking about this is after the financial episode, so many people reached out and were talking about, well, how do I get started? and especially a lot of our younger listeners. Um, And so hopefully this sparks inspiration for you to not only be trying to save and do well in whatever you're doing career-wise or if you're in school, um, but kind of spark some ideas Yeah, is what I'm getting at. Right, yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to start by kind of explaining why diversifying your income is so important and what that exactly means. So to diversify your income means that you do not only have one source of money. So let's say you are a librarian. (laughs) You go to the library and you're there 40 hours a week and you get paid whatever X number of dollars. That is one stream of income. Um, so something that you could do if you're doing that full time is then let's say you do photography on the side, you take a session a month and you make an extra $300 a month doing photography. So you have two streams of income. Now, the benefit of having those two streams of income is if a global pandemic comes and the library shuts down and they have to lay you off or cut your hours, you still have, not that it's going to pay for your whole lifestyle, I'm not saying that, but you have this other stream of income already built in a clientele, not that they all have a clientele, but you already have a system built where you have different streams. So that doesn't have to be working two jobs. Um, Saving can be considered in a way like a stream of income. So if you're investing in the stock market or saving a big amount of money, not even big, a small amount of money, and you get laid off from that librarian job because of COVID, um, you still have that savings for a certain amount of time. So that's in a way a stream of income. There, there are a lot of different ways to look at it. Um, but the example I'll say is last year in March, Caroline and I were doing weddings full time. We had a plan to shoot 40 weddings in 2021, 2020, 2020. What year is it? (laughs) We had, we had plans to shoot 40 weddings in 2020, which is a full-time income. Like that would pay Caroline's rent. That would pay my life. Um, and everything got pushed or canceled and we didn't know when we were going to get paid. So March came and we couldn't everybody that was supposed to pay us was also in that boat. So it wasn't comfortable to be like, well, you signed a contract. You have to pay me these dollars because everybody was in this terrifying moment where we don't know when the next paycheck's coming. We don't, but that's the beauty of diversifying your income. So I not only had wedding income, but I also had my presets online, which was a digital product. I also had content creation, which was a very small income for me at the time, but I had it. Um, I also had savings, which was a stream of income. And I'm trying to think of anything else that I had. I think that's really all that I had going Mm -hmm. at the time. But because I had those other, like I had my blog and digital product, I had content creation and I had savings. Um, And then for Matt and I being married, we have Matt's... um, full-time job as a, so we had like five different streams of income and we got knocked down to two of those five streams of income Mm -hmm. in March. And it was stressful, but there were people that got knocked down to zero. Um, and that's really hard. And we were really fortunate that yes, income was less and everything, but we had diversified so that when the market did what it did, we were able to keep going. Yeah. And I could keep doing what I loved. So 
That was a very long intro on what diversifying (laughs) your income is. But today we're going to kind of talk through different ways that you can diversify your income so that you can be prepared. And this is totally optional. Like the thing is, if you don't resonate with this and you want to go to your librarian job and come home and you're not interested in doing this in any which way, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe this is an episode for you. Yeah. But um, we're here for this. So Caroline, why don't you tell them a little bit about how you've diversified your income Yeah, and also maybe a little bit about a few of the things we talked about that have a low barrier to entry. Yeah. So I've, now that I look back, I've always kind of done this since I was young. Um, I've always been obsessed with making money in any way I could. And, uh, so when I was 15, I shot weddings and then I would second shoot for Joe and then on top of that, I taught swim lessons and made bank for a high school kid off of weddings and swim lessons. So I would stash those the swim lesson money and then pay for my lifestyle with the wedding money. And as I grew, of course, I stopped doing the swim lessons and then moved to Italy and came back. And I was fortunate enough to work with my mom as well as Joe when I came back. So I had two streams of income and that paid for my lifestyle. I could fly to Italy on my birthday with my own money and then I moved back and I could afford rent. So yeah, it's really, it's been really helpful for me to live the lifestyle I want to live at a young age to have a lot of streams of income. Um, And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I got knocked down, of course, but I was okay because I had enough money built in and saved for March being okay and then April being okay, like enough to pay my rent and eat food, which was all I cared about because we didn't know. Everyone was stressed at that point. Um, So I'm very privileged. I had that opportunity to afford all those things. And then I started picking up back just little gigs, not weddings because weddings kind of were canceled from Mm -hmm. into the summer and stuff so I did like front door shoots I was six feet away from the people I wore a mask you know I just had to pivot and so that's why I did did a lot of front door shoots to document like where people were during the pandemic and that a lot of people booked me for that I'm like wow I'm really grateful for that um but yeah I if you don't again if you don't resonate with this and you're like no I'm fine with my nine to five job or whatever that's great it's just like an extra cushion and I don't know for me it really takes stress off what I do and now I do content creation and now I have that stream of income as well as weddings and now the podcast is going to start having ads and all that stuff so now I have three coming um and what I'll say about people who are nine to five um which is great and you're not wanting to pick up another job, you can still diversify your income. So for instance, a really great way to do that if you are a traditional job is we're going to go ahead and invest our savings, part of our savings into the stock market because that your money can make money for you. Okay. Then you can also, something that I'm interested in getting into long-term is I would love Granted, the real estate market's insane here in Northwest Arkansas right now. I think across the country, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to get like a little Airbnb eventually. 
You know, um, you can make investments into different things that aren't necessarily a like service job. Um, or if you're really knowledgeable about something to create a digital product, like there are different things that you can do that don't require weekly time or hourly time, um, in order to have different things. Yeah. And like our friend JC is a good example, I think, cause she, works a nine to five and she does photography and she blogs and she's a content creator and she does juggles all of those things and she loves it. And then I don't really know what she does with that extra income, but I assume just everything has, yeah, a better life. They're able to travel. They're able to save more in order to prepare for some of those investments later to diversify long-term because the thing is your goal I don't think any of our goals is to work forever. And so I was telling Caroline before we started this, like if you are in high school and or college or whatever, or any age, I guess. And over the summer, you know, you have the ability to wash cars and grind. Okay. Well then you can save that money and then invest that into the next business opportunity. So the next summer you buy yourself a cricket, um, or whatever it, it doesn't yeah, matter, a guitar, but whatever, a camera, you know, and you learn a new skill and then you're providing that service. Um, you know, like there, there are a lot of ways you can learn how to drop ship all kinds of stuff that you can do. Um, I don't know. And that, that can just really leave you at a lot of peace because that extra income, if you're making an extra hundred dollars a week, that's $5,000 a year. Um, and, and that's a lot of extra money to save, especially if you're under 30, an extra $5,000 a year, that's going to add up long-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say this also, I think there's a stigma around like side hustles and like, oh, that person has three jobs. Who cares? First of all, like ignore all of those people because that... The people with multiple streams of income, they're usually working towards a goal and they love every single thing they do. So like don't, if you're afraid of judgment, like if say if you're a talented artist and you want to open an Etsy shop, but you're scared of what people say because you have this nine to five job that pays your bills and is fine, who cares? Do it, do the Etsy shop and don't worry about what other people think because it's your money, it's your life. And if you want to live a different lifestyle and a kind of bump up a level, then you have that ability. We have so many friends too, who have picked up things just to make a little extra spending money moving into Christmas season, who it's gone so well for them that they're doing it full time now. Right. It's insane. Um, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. And you, yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You just will. Because I shot this candle company. This is a random example. Like a month ago. And their story is they work nine to five jobs. And they went to this farmer's market. And they saw people selling candles. And they were selling them like hotcakes. And they were like, what is going on? Like, we could do this. And we're interested in learning how to make candles and make sense and all this stuff. But they never had the opportunity to. And then pandemic hit. And they were like, well... Let's start making candles. And now they have this whole business and they're, now their goal is to open a shop and just quit their nine to five because it's just taken off and they're like, and they're wow, we're really, it. yeah, we're really passionate about this. Like, and it can go somewhere. 
So yeah, you'd be really surprised about what people like and how happy it makes you in the long run. Well, and there's a way to do this. Another way to think about it is, so if you eat out a lot, figuring out how to eat at home, that that is a way to save more. Like saving more can also be, so for instance, something I'm doing at the new house is I'm going to be gardening. So I'm planning to do all of our produce through the summer through our garden. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not be able to start be- until next spring because of the construction we're doing. We're not sure. But um, like that is a active way to save money. Saving that money puts more money in our pockets. That's a added stream of income in a way. Right. So really your whole goal isn't necessarily to have more or to make more. Um, it's just to make sure that you are managing in the correct, I hate the word correct, but in the correct way. Right. Okay. So we made a list of things that we've seen people do to diversify their income, to make more money, just to see if it inspires anybody. Um, the number one thing that we see people do is open Etsy shops. Yeah. And like, there are endless options whenever it comes to Etsy. Um, I know a lot of people do digital product. I'm huge on digital product. Um, so designing things and putting them up for sale just for digital download. If you're into photography, you can put up imagery for digital download. Um, you can do online courses for digital download, things like that. Um, if you are into art or crafts or anything like that, Etsy shops, great. Um, you can also do that on your own. Like if you feel like you're really good at marketing yourself, you could go on your own and just do an Instagram account and manage all of it on all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great one. I think I've seen a lot of people invest $200 into buying like a cricket or a silhouette and um, starting to make stickers or vinyl cutouts or all kinds of things like that. That's really great. Yeah. Or like during the pandemic, a lot of our friends started making masks. Remember? Yep. And I was like, oh my God, they're making so much money Mm -hmm. off of helping people get a mask. So you kind of have to jump on, not like trends per se, but also do what you want to do. Like if you make jewelry and it's custom jewelry, that's amazing. And people will buy that. So just know your audience and put out what you want to put out and see what catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Etsy's always an awesome option. Basically allows you to be creative in any way that you want to. Yeah. Um, photography, videography, any kind of creative service that people require is a great thing to do on the side, in my opinion, because photography if it's something that you enjoy and you're passionate about, you can pick up one session a month and it can really add to your income. It adds to your workload too, but right. um, you can really see a big change. Yeah. And I see a lot of people, I feel like, pick that up. Mm-hmm. What else? We wrote down a bunch of things. Um, if you're a musician, <laughs> you can get local gigs, playing coffee shops, playing events. Um, 
that's a talent and that is worth the money. People love listening to live music and And you can create content. Yeah. Get on TikTok. Get on Instagram. Start singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Share that. And I guess content creation would be another great one. If you listen to our episode last week, that's a great way to do something enjoyable. Document your life, share, um, create content for brands and things. I think as we're saying this, it probably feels like there are these huge fences around these jobs in order to enter them. But really, it's just asking the right questions and trying. Right. Getting started. Yeah. If you're really passionate about this or whatever it is, you're going to make it happen. And like us, like I have done content creation for since I was like 15, like in a roundabout way. But only now, like I've started to get brand deals and like getting paid to post. And so it's so rewarding. I'm like thankful that I've built this thing up so now I can have this stream of income. So sometimes it takes a while, but I have never viewed creating content as like a negative thing. It's just a passion and it's fun. Um, But now I'm like, oh my gosh, now I can make income off this. You have to find what you enjoy. I think that's the most important part of what we're talking about today is like, Find something that you enjoy doing. And what I will say is don't feel like you need to make what you enjoy doing into a job. Right. If you just want it to be a hobby, that's great. Like our friend Reagan, she is a talented artist and she um, doodles, I guess, on her iPad. And she's made gifts for us. Um, and all of that. And she just does that for fun. And she's like, I don't want to be paid. Like she's, that's a hard line in the sand for her. Like, I don't, I think she took a few paid gigs and she's like, I hated it. Yeah. It like, it put on pressure that she didn't want on her creative outlet. Like she was like, "Mm -mm." like, I'd rather just create and have this a fun little thing. And that's great. And so she's gone a different direction. She just started a, um, line of uh, styled shoots where people are going to be able to pay income and they're organizing entire styled shoots as a second stream of income to her photography. Right. And so she went a different direction, um, something that she was more comfortable being her, being a work hour thing. Whereas, you know, so it's okay to draw lines in the sand. You don't have to be actively thinking about your finances every step of the way. And that's not our goal in saying any of this. I just, a lot of young people reached out to us after that last episode. And I think it's so important to encourage people to save. Yeah, it really is. And say that you- Caroline's not even doing it. <laughs> I've been trying to tell her to do it. Well, not, not at all. Yeah, but I am more than- You were. Yeah, I was. Um But yeah, if you say you want to be a photographer and you don't have the means to buy a camera yet, there obviously are jobs to get you to save enough money to buy a camera. And this might be obvious, but you can be a bartender, a waiter, a barista, work at a smoothie bowl place. There are endless options. And don't be afraid to do those jobs to make your dreams. Clean windows. Yeah. I had a friend that did that in high school 
in the summer. Like they would go around the neighborhood and they left little flyers everywhere and they washed windows. And it was a hard job. Like that's hard work. Yeah. They made so much money that summer. Oh, I bet. It's a lot of work. Like I said, like grinded. But th- like <laughs> I remember just being like, you made what? Washing windows? Mm-hmm. Um, and the great part, I don't know. I can't describe to people enough that there is no job that is below you. Mm-hmm. And I hear so often, well, I can't get into photography or an Etsy shop because the equipment's too expensive or I can't afford what I would need. Um, and this and that I'm like a bucket is like three to five dollars. And, um, the product you need to clean windows, 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take $15, go use the homeowner's water, water tap that you're washing windows with. And I, I can't believe how many people I talk to. They're like, well, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, then you don't want it that bad. Right. There is no job that's... I mowed lawns <laughs> my entire middle school, high school thing to save money. That's mm-hmm. what I did. I mowed lawns. I taught swim lessons. All kinds of stuff like that. Right. Um, and I, I still would today if that's what I needed to do to... Make ends meet. I mean, I've been sitting in my kitchen handcrafting stickers for middle ground with Caroline. We've, um, you handmade t-shirts last year to make extra money for, um, during the pandemic. Like we're definitely not the people who are afraid to do whatever we need to do. Yeah. And yeah. And don't be afraid of judgment. Like it's not about don't do things thinking people are watching you because yeah, they might be because they're jealous, but nine times out of ten, they don't care about what you're doing. And I'd rather be the person who's willing to clean the house or clean the windows or make the stickers or be a barista. Ten, yeah. I'd rather be that person. I don't care if you're 40. Yeah. I would still rather be that person. Right. Because all that says is that you have great work, work ethic and that you're going to get where you're going. Yeah, literally. It doesn't matter the path. No. But yeah, I, you can do a lot of things. Like even, I remember, was it during the pandemic when that probably 15-year-old kid came over to your house and cleaned your car? Mm-hmm. He detailed my entire car. He did a great job. Amazing. Amazing. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's, and he had a whole business, a whole Yeah, had his business license, his whole LLC made. Um, yeah, he, uh, oh, and don't let that stop you either getting a business license is not that hard right um pursuing that stuff like it sounds really hard and scary and i totally understand because i've been in that boat where i'm like oh that sounds hard and scary mm-hmm. it's just forms it's just googling it's just yeah you can do it it's just yeah a step um but yeah during the that was probably in like april or may no it was in may mm-hmm. because matt um did that for my anniversary oh yeah but his mom was like, hey, my son is detailing cars now. Um, here's his contact information. And he got over to the house. I think he was like 17. He could yeah. drive. Yeah. He could <laughs> drive. Caroline's like, he was 11. <laughs> um, I think he was like 17. And he was so professional. He like came to the door. He's like, I'm going to need to be able to like plug in. So I'm going to need an outlet and I'm going to need a, um, you know, water tap. 
I was like, great. And I just backed my car. I don't even think I backed my car in. I think I gave him my keys. Mm-hmm. And he um, took it, detailed my entire car. Anything that was junky in my car, like sorted it into boxes for yeah. me to like take care of. I didn't even empty my car. I think I did empty most stuff out of my car, but there were like little things here and there. Um, anyway, yeah. He did a great job. Right. Yeah. Just do what you got to do. Because most likely he's not going to want to detail cars for less for the rest of his life. Maybe. And that's great. He started young. He's doing it. But most likely he's doing that because he has a passion. Mm-hmm. And he wants more money to get him to that passion. And I, yeah, I can't stress enough that you're the only one that puts yourself in a box. I, I say this to Caroline a lot because she's an Enneagram 7 and she gets stressed about being in a box. Mm-hmm. But you can pivot at any time. There are very few things in life you can't pivot from. Yeah. They, they do exist. Like, I'm not saying they don't exist. Like, having kids. Once you have kids, you have kids. Yeah. You can't be like, mm, pivot. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are some of those things. So don't get me wrong. Like, I understand they exist. But career choices or a job or a haircut or a style, none of those are boxes. Mm-hmm. Or even where you live. Yeah. Because I had a hard time with that. But Caroline panics once every, no, probably a quarter. <laughs> I was going to say six months, but I don't even think I can give you six months. Once a quarter thinking that she's stuck in Northwest Arkansas yeah. forever. Yeah. I'm like, you can literally get a plane ticket tomorrow <laughs> or hop in your car this afternoon and just leave. Yeah. It's there for me. Yeah. Not that you should. Right. <laughs> I don't want you to. Right. Um, and, and same thing with the podcast. We've had a lot of people um, ask us how we've gotten a lot of message lately that I've read how to start a podcast. What are the best resources for a podcast? And here's the thing. Caroline and I are six months into this. And while it may sound like we know what we're doing, my mom called me the other day and was like, Hey, so what speaker or what mic would I use, um, to try and record, uh, some children's stories and stuff for the grandkids. And I said, I have no idea. Right. Like, I don't know. She's like, well, you do the podcast. The audio sounds good on that. I'm like, we don't know what we're doing. No, at all. Like, at all and I don't want to sound dumb like we figure it out and we google what we need to google but like yeah because I get asked too just randomly like oh what software do you use to edit the podcast and how do you, I'm like we're, we're recording band? this in garage band because it's what we already had we have two different mics because like it's we don't even have the same brand of mic and they're not like beautiful at all mine's blue my least favorite color <laughs> yeah it's it's what they had available at the store um mine's black and it's kind of funny cuz we bought all of these together but then we were like this one's mine and that one's yeah. yours yeah no but um our headphones are different these are chris's headphones cuz i didn't have over the ear headphones that these i these are my favorite headphones and I never have them anymore because I just leave them here. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, but what we don't, we didn't know how to edit. We we didn't have intro music. One of our f- friends hooked us up with our intro music and killed it at DJ Ryan's story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he made that for us. Um, like we we don't have a clue. We we Googled how to get it up on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You too can do it. All you do is create an RSS feed. 
and put the link into it and then they approve it. Right. It's really straightforward. But um, I don't know anything about marketing a podcast. Like that's yeah. our, our big goal in 2021. We're trying to figure out how do we market this? How do we get more listeners? Because while we have all of you showing up every week, we really don't have a, a lot of growth, I would say. Like we have the same however many of you tuning in every week. And we're right. so glad you're here. Yeah. Um, but we would love to reach a wider audience and continue in that direction. And But we don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let us be the first to tell you in any of these things that you're considering, it's okay to no- not know what you're doing. Yeah. We're going to come up on a year anniversary of the podcast and have no clue still. Right. Like you just have to jump and mm-hmm. it's fun. Like we're not beating ourselves up over not knowing all those things. We're like, huh, how do we figure this out? Here's a problem. Let's solve it. And it's not the perfect way to do it. Like there, there are people in big cities who are able to go to a podcast, um, studio where it's not called a studio, but like a business that has a bunch of podcasts underneath it, you know, and they teach them how to use the equipment and they teach them how to market and they become part of their, and that's great. Like if you have the opportunity to do it that way and want to. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we live in little northwest Arkansas, and there aren't the same options. So we've had to kind of figure it out, figure it out, and do it the way that we've found right for us. And there there is no right or wrong. And if you're waiting for people to judge you based on you know the right way, I'm sure if there's anybody that's in the audio world or podcast world listening to this, they're like, oh. And I'm sure three years down the road, if we're still doing this, we'll go, oh, yeah, because <laughs> we will have learned a lot, but right. we wouldn't have learned it if we wouldn't have gotten started. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned so much already just about everything about podcasts. Podcasting's not super profitable. That's what yeah. we've learned. Yeah. Basically. Maybe not an additional stream of income yeah. <laughs> initially, but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Creating minutes. communities fun. Doing what? Creating community. Mm-hmm. It is really fun. And our passion. Like, we we aren't mad, per se, that we're not making bank off this podcast. We're like, oh, my gosh, we're recording the podcast. Yay. And having another stream of income doesn't need to be, like, you don't need to have two full-time jobs. It can be an extra $2,000 a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And having that saved can change your life Mm -hmm. it really can so yeah i hope you guys learned something from this episode if not i'm so sorry (laughs) next week will be something new and you can try again yeah um do we have a q a this week um sure i'll find one this is just a fun one someone asked what did we name the office plant gelato Mm mm-hmm Gelato. I have failed to post that on any Instagram post or story. Gelato is struggling. You yeah, guys. he's um, he's on the struggle bus. I don't want to share a picture of gelato online because I think that it would be traumatizing to people. Um, but Caroline and I got gelato about two weeks before um, the the great the great chill of 2021, mm-hmm. and our little office which I, I don't think you guys understand 
what this office really is. It's literally like a 10 by 10 box. Yeah. Um, and we have a little air conditioning unit and heating unit. And Caroline and I had been leaving it off, not for a reason. We just didn't have a reason to turn it on because it wasn't hot or cold in here. Right. And we have to turn it off when we record because it, it hums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we finished recording the podcast before the great chill. And we didn't even know the great chill was coming. I'm going with that now. That's all I'm going to refer to as. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we were like, oh my gosh, Delato's doing so great. We're so proud of him. And um, we left. And then we came back a week later after negative 20 temperatures. And uh, Gelato had been by the window. Well, not super close to the window or anything. He would have been fine if the heater had been on in the room. Yeah. But we took out... 70% of gelato. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we came in and he looked so sad, but he actually, we should have done progress pictures. So the problem is all the leaves that froze, f- froze. Yeah. Um, and They're they are goners. dead now. But gelato is a strong boy. Yeah. He's a Chinese evergreen. And he said, I, I shall not die. Mm-hmm. And he has two or three new leaves brewing in there. And um, we're going to cut back all of the dead leaves. And he's going to thrive. Yeah, he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Long story short. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to look real, real sparse. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. But summer will come and he'll thrive. Yeah, he's like all of us. We just didn't, we wanted him to understand 2020. Yeah. But yeah, his name's Gelato. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Looks rough. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. I want to take a picture so that people listening can see what Gelato looks like, but I also am embarrassed. Yeah, because it wasn't our fault. We just... I mean, it was our fault. Yeah, we I didn't mean, turn the heater on. <laughs> um, but we didn't do it on purpose. We weren't like, you're going to freeze Gelato. It's not like when we came in, we were like, what happened? Yeah. Like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, we messed up. But, yeah. Anyways, my computer, this is random, is at 77%. And I've been seeing 7-7 seven, seven everywhere. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, 7 means, like, I looked it up. I totally forgot, though. It means, like, good. Like, good luck. And seven's a good luck number. I knew that. I didn't um, know if there was like a deeper. I mean, there is. I just, I can't remember on top Have of my Have you been seeing 707? No. I've been seeing 1111 still, man. Yeah. AM, PM, I always see it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing 77 on like semi-trucks and then like I'll look up and the exit is 77. I'm like, what is happening? And then I drive 77 miles an hour. At the same time, I looked at the exit. She's speeding. Yeah. I'm speeding. Okay, well, next week. What are we going to talk about next week? Do you want to give a preview? Sure. Next week is our... Pandemic? Yeah, what we learned in a pandemic. Next week, we're going to be talking a year in a pandemic. I'm kind of excited. So am I. Um, it's been a tough year. I've learned a lot, though. I have learned endless things mm-hmm. still learning <laughs> still learning yeah so. so we're gonna be talking about that um yeah. and yeah we're excited you can find me joe on instagram at joe johnson overby 
And you can find me, Caroline, at Caroline Stelty on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find us at Middle, Middle Ground, Ground Podcast. Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And our emails, hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. And we also have a website that we worked really hard on that's really pretty. And it's been live like the whole six months. But then every time we talk about it, people are like, you have a website? And we I'm do. Like, Ow. <laughs> we do have a website. We do. And you can buy our stickers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what else? I was going to say something else about something. I don't remember. But on, and on that note, and on that note, goodbye. Love you guys. <laughs> Have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next week. Bye.